what's going on, everybody? And hey. welcome to another episode of Carbonite Bounty BS with me and the nerds here, guys. Um, another highly anticipated, controversial episode that you guys get to go over things with us. So definitely excited. This may be a hot take, so I hope everybody has their popcorns out because I think this should be a fun one. But before we even dive into our Last Jedi review, let's let DP let you guys know where to find us. NerdsXP.com, people, make sure that you guys are going on to our site and getting all your favorite social media um, outputs and platforms that we are on Nerds at NerdsXP.com. Um, we are also on Facebook in a Facebook group called Star Wars. I'm sorry, called Carbonite Bounty BS, a Star Wars group. Um, if you are watching us on YouTube right now, make sure that you're hitting that subscribe button and also that notification button. So anytime that we're on, you know that we're on. Um, also, if you are listening to our podcast, we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn. Make sure that, you know, anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast, we are there. And most of all, leave us some feedback, not only on a Facebook group, but you can also email us at nerds at nerdsexpedia.com. We love getting your feedback. We love hearing from you, um, you know, and all that good stuff. And and if you want to leave some some extra good stuff for um, T-Mitch there, you know, who's about to give that hot take, hot take, hot take. <laughs> no, I'm not going to let you do that to me. <laughs> then we are all here for it. <laughs> Well, guys, I mean, I don't know where to start, so we'll just, uh, we'll start with Ken, because he seems to uh, have some kind of voice of reason for this film, so uh, Ken, let's just get your uh, your review of what this, what we just watched. So, so this film, right, initially I felt like, well, this kind of missed. This film was kind of like a, a dud in the middle of two outside pretty good films you know uh forced awakens and rise of skywalker but now watching it and i watched it a couple times again i feel like this film kind of captured all the elements of the last trilogy that we that we loved it i think it had the it had the 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 the, the resolve of good to to stand up against evil and then it had the the fact that just that scene we were just talking about at the end with Snoke, Ben Solo, and Ray, and that Ben realized he wasn't he wasn't lost. There was good in him, and he had to come back, and he had to come back and 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 join and join the good the good side. There was still Solo in him, and he and he, and that's why. That scene was very Return of the Jedi. It was very like Anakin, Darth Vader looking at Luke, looking at the em- Emperor, and saying, "You know, I'm not, I'm not fighting this guy's war anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm coming back to the family." And all through this film, there were all these points where there was, you know, the hero is being, you know, destroyed, but then, then they got, they got second life and they came back. I mean, I, I, I thought it was a really entertaining film. I didn't see all the bad, all the bad stuff that I originally felt. Um, you know, I loved the opening. I mean, the opening scene was <clears throat> the opening fifteen minutes of the, of the movie was was tremendous. I mean, it was fantastic. Poe finally coming coming to his own and becoming a a rebellion leader, and it had all the comedy. You know, the whole talking to Hoke. You know, talking to Hux. Is this thing on? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I mean, that was great Star Wars comedy. I mean, that's what that's what the the original trilogy sort of had for me. It was great stuff. And then the end, let's say the last half hour of the film was just bomb. Now, I didn't really like seeing Luke, but I understood why Luke had to be hidden. I mean, he hid himself. He couldn't train anymore. He saw the disaster that was was to ensue if he continued training. He tried, it failed. He sort of gave up and went into seclusion. It sort of had to happen. He had to be sequestered away on this on this rock and just sort of live his life and not not do his his thing. Here comes Ray pulling him back out, like making him all get back into the fight. And it, and it, I think he was a little pissed because here was this, you know, this, this, this human that he knew nothing about. 
I mean, honestly, he knew nothing about her or who, what her lineage was. And he, she had such an influence over him and started to reel him back into the whole fight. So, I mean, it had all the conflict, all the, the good and evil. And I mean, that, that we, we all love about these films I mean, it had a lot of good stuff in it. It didn't follow all the timelines like everyone, T. Mitch, would like to have happen, but it did follow the the story and the and the guidance. Yeah, there was good stuff in it. You know, come on, it's a good film. <laughs> we paid our money. We got a good ticket back. I, I don't know. When you say it followed the stuff, you mean the initial crawl when the movie started? Yeah, it did. I mean, it did. Yeah. It did. I mean, that's the point of these films. You see that opening three paragraphs and you're expecting to see that played out. And it did. Gotcha. All right. It's maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So for me, I mean, here's the thing. I I agree that the first 15 minutes are fun. I like the, I like Poe. Poe's probably my favorite character in this movie. I really do enjoy the banner and it starts out pretty well. I, I like, I don't know what I think about this mechanism, like the whole physics of these bombers attacking the dreadnought, right? These slow-moving bombers where it seems like we've seen much better technology already with the Y-Wing bombers. I was thinking we should see a bunch of Y-Wings here, right? <clears throat> so we didn't. I, I, I mean, for me, it's a good scene, though, because it shows you the stakes. It shows you what people are willing to go through. And it shows you how you know you have to be willing to make sacrifices to make victories. And from a purely military perspective, the reason aircraft carriers are ascendant in the Navy is because planes or small fighter craft are a lot cheaper to make than huge capital ships. And so you would make the trade that the the Rebellion makes here 10 times out of 10. 10 times out of 10, you would make this trade. And so the whole military reaction to this engagement on the Rebellion side baffles me, baffles me the whole time. None of the military stuff they do makes any sense. And to me, you know, I, I think... The good scene in there are good scenes in this movie. It's not like some sort of zero out of zero where nothing clicks and nothing works. I mean, Yoda's in it for goodness sake. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like, this movie has some stuff going for it, and they're they're doing things like when the ships run out of regular fuel, they're not they're just letting them go, right? They're letting them get blown up instead of having them shoot, (laughs) like turn around and go into hyperspace and blow up a whole bunch of their ships. It seems like that's something they should be doing all the time in this ser- in this series now, right? It seems like something they should be thinking, hey, what if they go to hyperspace and jump through us and kill everybody, right? It would just seems like it would make, say- make sense. So I don't know what their plan was. Their plan is just to sneak away at the end. Is Hodo just supposed to explode and, and we're to believe that the Empire would not be able to find the the rebellion in this little this crappy base on on salt cat planet i just that that, the the plan doesn't make any sense this movie was framed around the instant where that lightsaber explodes and it feels like it was written to make that happen it feels like they started from where everybody was when that happened with finn and rose on on the ship about to get executed with the fleet getting blown up with them about to go into that hyperspace, uh, the hyperspace missile with them about to, you know, have the, have the lightsaber explode right after this fight scene. It's the, it's the fulcrum the whole movie turns on and the circumstances that get us there are not properly delivered. They feel a bit contrived. I mean, there's people that can leave the fleet, but come back. There's hyperspace jumping capable things in the fleet. They're not using them to get people away from, <laughs> from the, the first order there are there are mechanisms at their disposal they're simply not using so that doesn't make any sense whatsoever and so there are problems with how this is written and and that is the crux it feels like the way the movie looks is excellent and there is a better story in here somewhere like you could just use different dialogue <laughs> and tell this exact plot beat for beat and there would be a better way to do it but exactly what that is it's hard to put it's hard to put my finger on you know, beyond the fact that I disagree, like they're saying like, Oh, Poe, you're a terrible leader. You know, you, you, you know, you, you sacrificed all your troops. Well, look, I mean, it's star Wars, not star tag, right? Like this is, this is some serious stuff. People get blown up all the time in star Wars. So I think that for Leia, you know, after going through the battle of Endor and after going through, you know, her capture at the hands of her own, you know, dad, would be a little bit more hardened than this. 
and she's not. So I, I don't know. That and 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 I think that I said this when we when we first saw this movie in our initial review DP. I said this that I thought they really missed the opportunity to to tie the Leia story up appropriately, and the fact that they didn't, uh, I thought was a real a real mistake. Wait, did you say that Leia wasn't hardened? Like she didn't seem like she's saying they sacrificed too much to kill that dreadnought. That doesn't. Yeah. That's not something that character should say. So she was expelled into space. Oh, I know. I don't mean she's personally like physically weak. What I'm saying is that that character should understand that sacrificing some of those smaller assault aircraft that oh. quite frankly seemed obsolete to kill the dreadnought should be is the type of exchange you're looking to make all the time. In, right. In, so in, she should make, make that that judgment call every single time when there should be losses to the good. Right. You know, so we have to lose these ships in order to gain whatever. I just don't think that the way that even, the whole way that, that she treats Poe in this in this this movie seems weird. Yeah, like she's, she's pushing him down, she's gotta keep him pressed down for some reason. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like it makes sense. Like, mm -hmm. why is that? Because this the attack was successful. She and saw if Luke in him. She saw Luke. She didn't want to lose him. Mm -hmm. Like she saw Luke, like she lost Luke, technically lost him. So maybe she didn't want to lose him again. I just think it's, it's bad fortune that they chose that they wrote this story to have Leia survive and Luke not. It just was, it doesn't make sense from, even from a thematic standpoint, mm. it doesn't make, it would make sense for Leia to go here. And it would make sense when she get, when he blow, when, um when Ben blows up the, the, uh the bridge of that cruiser, that's the time for her to go. That's it. And it's not a, it's, it makes sense from a story point of view, right? It makes sense from a story point of view for that to be what happens. Because you would imagine that that would be the thing that would pull Luke out of, you know, Titan. Yeah. And he would come back and do almost exactly the same thing, except not be an illusion and just be there and disappear like Obi-Wan, right? Like I said last week, that's what I would have preferred. Great motivation uh, for Luke. Yeah. I mean, that would that would make I mean you make a lot of great points and stuff. Logistics, it seems like what you're arguing and everything. And I think um with Ryan Johnson, since he wrote and directed it, um, you know, he totally ignored some some a lot of logistics and stuff. I mean, I don't know how hardcore of a Star Wars fan he is and everything, but I mean, I, I see I see like a lot of your points and stuff. When I um when I start, you know, the 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 first part of the I think the thing that sort of immediately struck me when I, um, you know, first started watching it is that the flair wasn't as, you know, there like it was in like the J.J. Abrams, like first film and everything. So you you didn't have a lot of those, you know, zooming, you know, out flight sequences and everything, the camera following like the, the ship and, you know, the wonderment of like, you know, um, different spaces and everything out, out there. You didn't have that 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 zig and zag and zang, you know, that J.J., you know, likes to put on his, his, his polish and stuff. But you had a different type of, of of you had a different type of film with ryan you know and i think just overall like you know from beginning to end i thought it was a solid film i thought it told a story and i thought it presented its theme well you know its theme its basic thing was like letting go and moving forward you know letting go of the past and you know presenting something to um presenting something better for the future or something different than what was, you know, um, um, took place in the past and everything. And you had a lot of that just being hammered down with like, you know, Luke, um, you know, Yoda, um, you know, Leia, you know, um, you know, all, all like our, our favorite, you know, main characters from like, you know, before, you know, this was, this was their film to just start transitioning. You know, we got the new characters coming in and everything. Uh, we got our new heroes and stuff. Um, it's time for the old guard to, to lay down and just, just, you know, let go, you know? Um, and like I said, that thing kept just being repeated throughout the film until like the very end when, you know, you really got like, you know, our main heroes, um, about to go on their next adventure. To me, this could have been like the, the final film, you know, of the, the, you know, I mean, not the trilogy, it would have been like, you know, a two-parter or whatever. This could have been the final film you know, of that, and they could have did something totally different, you know, for um, the next film, you know. Um, what I thought it missed, though, was some of the logic that 
that they tried to start in a force awakens that they didn't continue into this film you know um some of the stuff i was like okay well i'm waiting for like you know knights ren you know some more of that to be explained and everything you know um um I'm a little sick of um, Kylo being such a petulant, you know. Um, I mean, I know that's the way he's written and everything, but his 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 way is his way is just sort of grating on me. And then it just didn't really make sense how how he he's feel he's feeling conflicted. Well, I, I I get it. He's feeling conflicted, very conflicted about Ray, but at the same time, he just goes back to being just just Kylo and like you know the 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 bad guy and everything, wanting to you know take down Luke and stuff. I'm like, okay, you you had an arc you were going towards and everything. And not to say that you had to go all the way towards like the 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 light side. It was a conflict between like the light and the dark side, and that Kyla was going back and forth. But I would like to see him go a little further towards like the light, you know, and for it to be better written in in a um in a better way. Uh, Ray, I don't know about Ray. You know, in this film, <laughs> she was exciting in the first film and everything. But Ray in this film, she just didn't seem to to have that much, you know. Spark. Yes. Yeah. 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 Spark. And, you know, um, they they focus a lot on her, but it, it seemed it seemed more to me like Poe's. I mean, not Poe's Poe and um, Finn's film, you know, mm -hmm. or, you know, more Finn than anything. Um, and I liked Rose character. You know, I, I liked her. Um, I didn't like Luke at the beginning throwing that lightsaber away because everything that we've seen beforehand as far as like how sacred the lightsabers are with Jedi, it was just sort of just disregarded. And I, I thought with, with Ryan, I'm like, okay, I know you're trying to tell like, you know, a thematic just letting go story, but come on now, this lightsaber is like the holy, you know, it's, it's like the, the sacred, you know, the, the, the sacred um, uh, artifact, you know, that, that Jedi has, and you're just going to have Luke just, you know, toss it over his shoulder and say, like, that was it? No. But he, but he had to, sort of, because he was... I understand, because that's the way, that's, that's, that... Luke is old, and they, this is this movie is a transition of getting rid of the old guard, always, you know, the Jedi needs to die, you know, um, um it needs to be something new. I get that. Yeah. You know? But it seemed, it, it just seemed to me, Luke, this is something that you just want to set down and not you know just toss just just I, I think that's sort of spit in the face of a lot of like you know hardcore you know um you know fans and everything that he just tossed it aside like that now if he had laid it down and say no okay ray this is something that i've used to hold like you know very dear and stuff you know it, it, it could have been better written you know a better a better scene um but like i said it's still a solid film i like the direction you know that that Ryan decided to to take as far as a whole, like you know, um, um, you know, like I said, letting go again. He has some really good scenes, like the um, the the um, the red room scene, you know, with the fight and everything. You know, that was an excellent scene. The um, the one scene where they was in the um, the the the, the sort of like the catacombs, the caves and stuff on the one planet with the red, like the red, you know, sand and everything. You know, I, I liked I liked all that. Um. I just like that that whole that the whole thing. Period. Uh, there was a lot, like you said, uh, Ken. There was a lot more jokes in this movie versus what we had in the Force Awakens. Force Awakens seemed like it didn't take itself as serious. I mean, I'm sorry, is is uh, humorous as as this one. And we got to like a lot of jokes that 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 were there. Sometimes they seem like out of place, but other times, like, okay, okay, I see what you're doing. You're trying to inject that humor and everything. Okay, all right, that's that's fine. Um. And they introduced us to some some newer you know stuff that I didn't see but see before like you know that one um you know casino type place and everything you know mm -hmm. um that element and everything a lot of new creatures and stuff you know like I said Finn and Finn and um um Rose you know dynamic and relationship I was digging that it was it was some it was some good stuff in there and and a, as far as a lot of the hate that 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 goes towards this movie I just don't I don't see it I don't I don't see it. In, in the ways that you know maybe Tim Mitch or you know the the Steel City sees it you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm I thought it was a pretty solid a solid film. All right, so here we go. Start now. You know what? So I'll, I'll say this right. Dude, it's been waiting like what a year and a half for this. You've been waiting. No, so I'm I'm, I'm gonna say this polite as polite as possible. Right, the movie looks good. The guy did a good job on the film. 
the main part of this whole film, and I've been saying this for over a year and a half, right? If this guy did his Matt Reeve take on the Batman, I'm fine with that. This is a side story. You're taking your own direction, your own spin on Star Wars. The problem is, is if we rate this from a singular film, it's a decent film, but the problem is it's in a trilogy, right? So for DP, for your instance, we start with Ray and we go over Force Powers. So Ryan Johnson then decides to take a page out of the Disney Star Wars book. And what does he introduce? The wills, the journals of the wills. So if we go that route, then Luke doesn't become this person because he has the books. He's read the Jedi texts. So the way that they portray Luke, that's why people were mad because we know about the wills. We've seen it in Rebels, right? So Luke never would have took this path of this being this guy that shut off the force, a broken man, right? The second part is, um, as we discuss the character of Luke, right? I, I just don't understand how you can be so broken, yet you can be so involved in the force. I mean, he knows what's going on in the universe. He knows his sister needs him still. He knows he failed his, you know, his nephew. So why would you just shut yourself off and not try to redeem him like your your father, right? That's a classic arc. He could have went there. The fact that they ended the movie to where he couldn't even show his face physically, I thought was super cowardice. Um, the actual so you're saying this guy is strong enough to actually project himself all the way across space universe, but we couldn't see this person to Luke because this is an old man Luke that you know would be in our eyes maybe on the backside of the force. So he's this strong right now to project himself and do this stuff. So we miss the whole Luke arc. And on top of this, the thing that makes me the, I think the angriest as far as this is, so he can see Yoda and Yoda's talk to him, right? So if he can see Yoda and talk to Force Ghost, don't you think that Qui-Gon Jinn would have talked to him and explained to how Qui-Gon Jinn was basically Anakin's father, right? So you don't think that Qui-Gon Jinn would have not explained to Luke this whole time about his father and spoke to him and made him more of that, because Luke is more of that great Jedi at this point, right? He's kind of he said the Jedi are dead. The order has changed. It's time to take a new path, which is why he read the checks of the will. So the fact that they kind of just sidestepped this and took his own spin. I mean, I agree it could be a two-parter, but I just don't like how he just took his own idea, dropped this in there, took some lore of the wills, and then based on the characters we see, it, it doesn't add up. It's a good movie, but it, it he, he, add up. Should, he shouldn't have never been on that island. You know, that that was a whole missed opportunity. Like, you know, having him not having Luke Mark Hamill not interact with a lot of our favorite characters and everything was just, I think, just a whole missed opportunity there. You know, especially if you're going to bring them back and everything. Wasn't he following the the the, the way of his, the, the people that he looked up to Yoda sequestered on a planet? Obi-Wan Kenobi disappeared. I mean, all <laughs> his mentors did this they all, all disappeared but at the same point he can't talk to obi-wan as a force goes i don't i think other jedi like qui-gon and some other jedi who were able to speak as force goes would have told him this isn't the way right i mean it it would have to this is not the way <laughs> i mean it's really not and, and i mean to 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 t mitch's point i mean if that's the case then you know um if 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 luke is going on this particular path and decides that it's not really, you know, I guess the way or whatever, then no, he he's he he can he can sort of lead himself in a different direction instead of doing everything every other mentor did before him, you know. Um, and actually just you know they 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 position Luke in a tropey type of situation where you got your old mentor over here, so you gotta have your other hero, the young hero, come and try to to get advice and train under him while he's on this, like you know um other other far out place and everything you know that's 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 so tropey you know um well what we really want to see or what i really want to see is our our older heroes interact you know together you know they they missed opportunity with leia um han and luke just being back together because that's what you had in like the the, the previous trilogy and everything you could have written this in a way where we we have our final you know um a reunion with our old characters and stuff and have it be written in a better in a in a better way you know like i said i still stick to my you know this this film you know is still a solid film for what it is and everything but i see a lot of the holes that were started in the first film carried over into this film that didn't really gel 
based on a director and you know writer director who decided he wants to go his own direction and forget a lot of the lore and everything that happened before then you know maybe Filoni should have consulted him and say okay well if you're going to do it this way you know you still got to make this make sense to make this make sense and make this make sense you know um not to make the fans happy just to make but just to make logistical sense of what you're trying to do and everything you know um coming as a casual like i said i mean it's it's, it's still solid and everything but i could see like the logistics and stuff that you guys are you know referring to could certainly piss off um make make a loop weak I, I guess to a degree or just you know just depowering him i, I guess it's just a uh for big hardcore luke skywalker fans it's a thing that pisses them off well, here's here's why here's why Luke is weak here because the way we explained what happened with Ben, it seems certainly that Luke was one in the wrong and two owes owes some debt here. He owes Ben a little bit because he did factually he did factually come at him. So Luke not coming to make that atonement bugs me. It bugs me that they gave that he copped that out, especially because. The only reason to do that is to make it more like impressive that he that he was able to make his image appear out of nowhere, right? Uh, that's the only reason to do that. And I think that you know, last week we talked about a lot of scenarios where Luke shows up and pulls down all the like all the flying stuff that's there, or blows up the you know the cannon that that's they're bombarding the the doors with and really like slows him down or a lot of stuff makes more sense than he didn't get in that X-wing that they showed us like Chekhov's gun. And then <clears throat> right. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah they showed it under the water and you know, well, and yeah, okay. you don't really use it. I mean, unless you thought you was going to use it in the next film, you but know, we know they don't. You this, gonna... what's funny about this is that Chekhov's gun is paid off in the Mandalorian. <laughs> Which is probably why we were so psyched. When I, I mean, when I saw that X-wing come in, I was super psyched. I, I, and it, it's interesting, like the dichotomy here between this this Luke Skywalker and the Luke Skywalker that is a very much alive and well in the Disney Star Wars universe is is striking. Mm -hmm. That Luke is is energetic. He's interested in teaching, you know, people the Force. He's interested in doing it the right way. He tell he explains things right. How did that Luke come to this end is an interesting question that is now asked. But but what is going on with Luke here and what Luke does isn't it's not as satisfying as it should be. And Luke Skywalker, the character, deserves a better a better ending conflict than this. He deserves I mean, unless Luke as as I mean, I don't know what he's been through like these years to make him such a bitter and you know, just like okay, well, I'm, I'm just, I just give up. That's important. Um, That's important um, right there. What has he been through? What what has he been through? I mean, unless he's just seeing like, okay, every time I try to do something with these first order people, these empire people, you know, take them down, they just keep coming back, keep coming, coming back. back stronger than everything. You know, what am I supposed to do? You know, I, I can't get the Jedi, you know, so I, I train these Jedi, you know. And, and, it, and it failed. It failed. <laughs> it tried and it failed. So so he's doing he and I don't think he looked weak in this film. I think he looked um, I don't know. He, uh, if you, he looked you're like, saying, a, like a dude that just been through a lot and he's and he and he, and he might have seen that he made some mistakes and he's just doing what he needed to do to protect himself and maybe his lineage. I mean, that, that I, Jedi Temple I, being destroyed was probably like the. It seemed like that was the backbreaker right there. Yeah, you know? that was that was it. That, that, that is the biggest mistake. That is the biggest plot mistake in the entire Star Wars universe. Saying yes. that that destruction was complete, saying verbally they're all dead, stupid, stupid. Yeah, they, they ruined stupid. it. They ruined it. And just think about it though. I see what you guys are saying, but once again. He has R2, right? You don't think he's seen what his father did? Like, this is playing out again. And then on the end of this, he's a Jedi Grandmaster. He's the last guy, right? The last Jedi. So mm -hmm. you really think he's just going to be that broken? He's a Grandmaster. He's talking to Yoda. You really think he... I just like. I mean, he's still a man at the end of the day. You know, he's... On, through, I mean, you, you guys are making uh, Luke Skywalker to be this, like, okay... He's, I'm, yes, he's this, a Grandmaster. Yeah, I understand that, but he's still, he's still human. You know, if you want to call it that, you know, a man could be broken, a man could be bitter, a man could be, you know, defeated, you know, um, you know, to that point. Uh, so like, you're saying Luke Skywalker, Luke, is 
we know here that what actually is happening is the emperor, the emperor is just beating his ass. He's beating his ass in the information game. He's given the right, you know, propaganda to Ben and he's doing it from afar. And so, yeah, Luke is weak because he's sitting there physically with Ben looking at him and the whole time the uh, Snoke or whatever we're saying, you know, if we're being trying to be specific, this movie Snoke is pouring poison into Ben's ear right in front of him and doing the same thing to Luke who's susceptible. So that sort of thing being insidious and getting him for a minute, I understand. But for him to then vacate his responsibility as the Grand Master of the Jedi Order to the galaxy, who is like who he's really responsible to is the life of the galaxy that produces the force, doesn't seem like something that Luke would do anyway. And then for him to, again, shirk his responsibility to go and deal with Ben Solo by sending his force ghost to do it instead, just to me is the type of shabby... Non, yeah, non. He could have got the X-wing yeah. and you know flew up in there and did his thing and everything. I, I can, I can appreciate it. Like, why not go? <clears throat> why not go? Because you don't want to die. Right. <laughs> you end up doing that anyway. Um, so <laughs> it's like, like, like I said, we don't know what, what, um, like, like, like we were saying, like you know, it seemed like the Jedi Temple thing, um, that. So if if what we've seen with all this this mythology and everything that happened with like um the Jedi them going up against like the 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 rise of the um empire and everything they were supposed to be the ones that keep like the order and the 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 the, the um the empire and everything broke all that so if he's like the the last one or like the final one and his his temple is you know defeated and it's order and this this empire you know and you know reincarnation comes back and everything you know making like you know um um star killer bases and stuff another death stars and everything what is this guy supposed to do his um his 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 whole temple has been destroyed you know he is he is he motivated to i grandmaster and everything is he motivated to train more you know jedi to try to defeat these people it's just crazy but the thing is i don't know but the thing is they're not they're not all dead we have yeah. to keep that in mind, right? Because they're scattered across when, the galaxy. When, when Ryan Johnson went down this path and opened the path to the wills, guess where he's at? I think the real name of that place is Skellig Michael, but whatever planet he's on, right? That's what. Guess where that is? Because we went down that path with the rebels, which is a Force Nexus, which is why he can. He's so overpowered. So mm-hmm. how do you die sitting on a Force Nexus, being overpowered, and yet at this point we know that you had a Force Gateway that you could have jumped into. And went into the world between worlds because you can do this now because that's where Ryan Johnson wanted to take us. Also, where's the soap? I don't think that's where he wanted to go. I, you I did go, but but when he showed the wills and did what he did, we, I don't we think, opened that door. I don't think he realized what he like. He I did. guess can of worms he was he opening did. up in he that did. case, you know. Because listen, this is why Mark Hamill got pissed, and this is why all the people got pissed because Rebels is going on at this point, and we're seeing that. So that's why everybody got excited, and then we come, Mark Hamill comes out and basically, literally. Doesn't officially say it, but bro, he was like done with Star Wars and they wrote him off. He was so pissed during the process and kept professional, but this is the kind of the straw that broke the camel's back with Mark Hamill and the whole direction that Kathleen Kennedy wanted to take us. Hmm. But there's still, my thing is, if they stuck with it, I feel like there's a landing for them to stick. I feel Correct. like there's a lot of, there's a lot of checks here that are open. They're, they've written a lot of checks in this movie yeah. and Tonally, I think DP has hit on something where I, 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 I thought this too, where, oh, this feels like the last movie in a trilogy. This feels like the last movie. feels like they're saying we're done. And I think you really hit the nail on the head with the real theme of this movie. Let go of the past and move on, which, you know, fans, fans steeped in nostalgia, I don't think are going to react. <laughs> so great. I mean, you know what, what can I say? It's just, that may not, that may have been a mismatch. But I, I feel like there's if you make another movie where you further the themes that you introduce here, where you say, no, what you think you know about the force is actually wrong. Here's why you were wrong before. Right? If, the, if the next movie is all about this is correct, this is correct, this is correct. No, Ray is nobody. No, the force is actually like sort of a random, a random attribute. It's a randomly assigned attribute. It is democratic. It is a lot like talent in, in our universe. You know what I mean? It's it's randomly dispersed among populations. Then I think that story exists. And I think you can tell it. I think you can tell the story of, of, of you know that universe. What they did is instead, it felt like, like I said last week, like, like we zig here and then zag again. Um, and they say, all those things we said were different last time. 
let's pretend that never happened, guys. Let's pretend like we only made this one movie. <laughs> and it was we'll cram a whole other trilogy's worth of plot into it and pretend like that's fine. Uh, but that's that's a, a conversation for uh, next week or next episode. You 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 yeah. had the very end there where like the very last final scene and everything was a boy picking up a sore like you know it's like any guy any a brown boy you mean you, know, um, you 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 had that there that's like the end of a um that's like the end of a trilogy that's like it the is, end yeah. of a, like you know final like okay we said all we needed to say there's no need to say anymore why do another movie or I I, I don't know why you why why would you ever continue a story after what you presented in this everything is done you know yeah. we'll get to the rise of skywalker we'll get to like the 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 nitpicks and i think uh i was in this facebook group just conversating with a lot of folks about that i think a lot of the the thing i'm hearing over and over again whether you liked or disliked this movie is rise of skywalker that everybody hates you know <laughs> That's the one that's not as interesting to talk about because it's less controversial. Yeah, that's the one that sort of either undid everything you liked about this movie or didn't follow up on everything that um you like you did like about this movie and everything. I feel like you can think both. Yeah, the rise of the rise of Skywalker. I will be defensive on that, and you know I I can defend that. So maybe I'll be on the opposite side. I'll be DP for the rise of Skywalker. That movie was so bad it gave the whole world COVID. That's how that's how bad Rise of Skywalker. The time you know, and and to be honest, like I said, if you guys have had a chance to find it, if you if you you talk about this movie, if you read what Colin Trevorrow was going to do at nine, oh my gosh. You want to talk about making taking a left instead of a right turn, and then just—I don't even know. I don't even know. You guys have to read the script. Well, is, is, are there scripts out there of what George Lucas would have did with this trilogy? Is They're there... never going to let that out. Yes, there is. There's there is a seven, eight, nine that was written. We will never see it. I mean, that was he was more on the last command side yeah. of things. I mean, he, that, wrote, he wrote it. Man, what is what is what is that? The last command. What? Z Timothy Zarn wrote the last trilogy, and that was with Thrawn and yeah. the end of the Empire and the rot. The it really got into Luke and the uh, you know training and the, and the Jedi Academy and him rebuilding that and and under the under the under the under the fist of the Empire that was trying to build itself back out. So that that was the that was the Lucas last trilogy was this was the last command trilogy, but why that all went, in the heck would you not want to do something of like, like that? They like, ripped them up. They took, they took the, the idea of seven, seven, eight, nine. This is, this is the whole controversy. If you hear the name Kathleen Kennedy, which is the, you know, George's number two at this time, right? She's always been George's number two. She decided that, as I said, with Seven, they wanted to take Star Wars another direction and maybe capture different audiences. So they decided to make three separate movies by three different directors with not one linear script. It's rated as we go. They're like, these movies weren't done previously. Well, I mean, and, that, and that's exactly how they came out and everything. So they I, I, yeah, I can, it wasn't, they weren't linear scripts. But think about then, it. Think about the plotting too, uh, because the prequel trilogy, which was written by one guy in one, you know, one thought process, right, is is set ten years apart, like multiple years apart, three years, a whole war apart. And these movies are written by different people, and they're film, uh, you know, they have different themes and different like outcomes and different ideas, and they're set like fifteen minutes apart from each other. It's like fifteen minutes later, this next movie started. It's not enough time. It's not enough time to breathe. What what I'm seeing that that's missing from from this trilogy, from everything that we've seen with the prequels to um to to Clone Rebels, you know, and even um the the um the four, five, and six, and everything, is that thing you know Ken was talking about of okay, well, the last commander, whatever, you know, the the end of the empire, you know, the um the um you had the struggle between the Jedi and the first order slash empire and everything and this this thing this big thing like like um what do i want to say here uh two different ways of life you know two different ways of being and everything one here and one there and i don't think these two i mean i don't think this set of trilogies trilogies 
really explored that to the point where it would have made everyone satisfied. I think the closest thing that could have came with was was The Last Jedi, this particular movie. But even in that, it only explored like themes and stuff. It didn't say, oh, what I'm I'm so used to politics at this point, you know, with these movies and everything. That it wasn't nothing. Ken, it wasn't any of that in this trilogy stuff. That's that's what I'm was digging, you know, from the from, first order really didn't have a, a really? government like like no. the empire did. Like you no. knew who the round table was. You know, yeah. who um okay, we just want to destroy planets, but why? You know, <laughs> you know we want to defeat like the resistance and the rebel, but why? Right. What are you doing? You know, right. that's a that's a good point, DP, because you you know, in in jet in in the uh the you know let's call it the middle trilogy i mean you knew where where things were you knew yeah. who the leaders were yeah. you knew what the politics the government what the thought process was yeah. why they were doing this this one this one is just like hucks just hated them for no reason <laughs> like why because uh i don't know they liked uh green and he liked red you know he had yeah, there was yeah, no yeah they weren't they weren't affecting him they weren't attacking his cities they weren't going after him in any way it was just the rebe- the, the resistance right why are they resisting why yeah why were they resisting we knew why the rebellion was resisting because they were blowing up planets right right well we didn't know what the resistance was really doing because they weren't really doing anything they well that's that's why we had Canto bite. I feel like that whole scene yeah. again was was oh, which yeah. one was to get to get the plot moving to the point where where Finn and Rose are on the ship so that they can be there when the thing blows up because that, yep. that's how they wrote this and how they can see the whole story. But they're on Canto bite and we see the underbelly like what is the first order and it's greed. It's just greed. And they're, they're very clear about this. You know, we're in the casino, we talk about the you know the the what looks like slavery. I mean, really slavery. And definitely, you know, they're mistreating these these animals. They're racing like almost as bad as they treat actual dogs. They they uh, didn't concentrate enough on that point. Um, Hitch. I mean, she they, said it like Rose said it like three times. These people are terrible. They came to our planet. They stripped everything. They took it all to, so they could feed their war machine. I, I mean, she I, says I, it. How, how is it affecting the rest of the galaxy? I mean, we we see. Okay, you got these elites. You know, they're they're feeding off the 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 the, the hungry. You know the the people that are, you know, on the ground and everything, you know, but we, we only get like, you know, hints of that. And then we're back to uh, Ray and, and I, I almost mm-hmm. care less about like Ray and um, um, Kylo at that point, you know, um, that is such a stupid. I, okay. So this forced diet do diet or whatever, where they can talk to each other on, and then not and listen the the thing is we talked about it last time. If this is like Ben, like Kylo Ren's fault for going in that mine, getting stuck and now you're all tangled up with her, right? It would be satisfying. So I'm glad that they don't explain it here because when they choose to, it makes me very, very mad. Well, keep, hey, keep in mind though, at this point too, me delving in this movie before I even watched it, Snoke wasn't the emperor at this point. So right. the fact that they killed dude off, he yeah. shows no fight, no lightsaber. This guy, it, like, you re- really? He had no backstory that I that I believed. Yeah. Listen, that, that they character. had no backstory written for him. He they to get fooled by, by what he's fooled by, which is like when your kid is holding something behind their back. This is what beats him. That's what beats him. Come holding on, you, man. holding your hand behind your back, and it's like moving it, moving it around. Come on, right? So, and this guy can essentially play with their mind or whatever he was doing. So, this is the guy that poisoned Ben. But yet he gets fooled by some behind the back lightsaber trick. So, okay. So he was more of, you know, I see him as more like the emperor, and then he Snoke is the apprentice. Now that was supposed to be the Ky- idea. Kylo it wouldn't Ren be a bad idea. If that's what they did. Kylo Ren was like the up and coming, the one to replace Snoke. Yeah, yeah it was apprentice. like a rule of two. Yeah, it was a rule of two, and but they decided to cut it. They cut it right. Yeah, I mean, but. You gotta say that scene, like as DP said, the red room. I mean, that yeah, the, the, was, the, the Praetorian, awesome. yeah, that was sick. The Praetorian guards that saved the movie for me. That scene <laughs> that's, um, that saved the movie for you. That was it. Yeah, that was what, it. What, what else? I mean, I, I love the Snoke's I with Ray scene. too. 
Snoke toying yeah. with Ray was great, where he smacks her with the lightsaber, and he's like, you know, this oh, yeah, is yeah, that, that, that was right. The back of the coming around him. Yeah, I'm totally, I'm so in control. I'm totally in control. And honestly, I, I Stoke's motivation, though. I, I, I'm. So I'm wait, so wait, right? Stoke has force powers to grab the lightsaber and smack her, right? But yet Ben can just ride that, and he sees it coming, and he can't stop it. He That's couldn't. Gonna... He, he couldn't see that he, he was controlling the saber on his. Okay. on his throne and not okay. the one in his hand. Yeah. And, was, and in, in my opinion, like I said, I've said this before, in my opinion, you have this, this incredible, you know, sumptuous, excellent special effects shot of this hyperspace collision. Right. That's Which so cool. great. I mean, that was, yeah. that was amazing. That's so cool. If you shift this story, so it's just a little bit off and that is, and that's what kills Snoke. Right. And they all wake up from this this hyperspace stuff, and Snoke's just like exactly as dead as when Hux finds him, like just like uh, <laughs> just just like super dead. And they all just have to deal with it. That would be, in my opinion, more interesting than what we got. And like I said, they don't have you don't have to change the characters. You don't have to change just change up the order a little tiny little bit. And I think we're there. But because they structured the writing and the pitch. And the story and the premise around that synchronization, right? Yeah. They couldn't slide the story to make to make this all sort of fit right. And instead, we have Kylo Ren winning, just outright winning, right? That's I, I feel like yeah. that's the story of this. And for him to go back into an apprentice status, this next movie feels stupid. Feels like a backward oh, move oh, for a character. Oh, so why? Okay, so he's he. Decides that he wants to team up with Ray to to take all of you know take them all you know um, he has this thing with Ray you know this emotion and everything um, but yet he's a, a, after he still wants to to destroy Luke you know so at the, at this point so at this point when they get to the Red Room or where the Praetorian Guards are this is where he makes his full ascendancy as a Sith Lord so the idea of the Sith Lord just like when Sidious took down his you have to kill your master, right? So that's your ascendancy to the top. So at that point, he's made his full ascendancy to the dark side. His pitch to her is to join him on the dark side and rule the galaxy. So right. at this point, he's like full, full bad guy, but he's a Sith Lord, right? And as Hitch says, we now find out that he becomes an apprentice here in, I don't know, 20 minutes or whenever this... Last time when I told you you were in charge, I was just kidding. Yeah, right? You know what I mean? But yeah, this is his full ascendancy as a Sith Lord, even as we go to the planet, you know, with the Luke Skywalker scene. So yeah, this is his full ascendancy to the dark side at this point. Mm, Okay. All right. Well, as we thought, his full ascendancy to the dark side was... DP, that scene is basically, you know that Padme meme where... Where it's like, well, we're gonna okay, let's go kill Snoke, and then and Padme would be like, and then and then save the alliance, right? <laughs> and then we're gonna save the alliance. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he wants to team up with her and kill Snoke, and then take his job and ruthlessly oppress the galaxy, right? Like that's that's the difference there. She wants to kill Snoke and save her friends, and 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 Ben is all about his own dominance, and we see that. I I honestly do, and I like that scene with Hux, right? Like the supreme leader is dead, long lady supreme. Like that's cool stuff. When he's just like you know, when he's you know uh, just belittling him, I like that stuff. It makes sense. And then I like I like the position he's in at the end of this, right? Thwarted and yet ascended and triumphant, right? In charge. I want to see what happens with that character, and I'm sad that they decided to replace the, the character that ends this movie as as Kylo Ren Ben Solo with the person that initiate starts in the next movie. Yeah. I wish they would have left this character have another movie. <laughs> well, we're not talking about that next film yet. Not I yet. feel like it's we're pretty late in the show, and it's okay yeah. for us to say whether or not, like, because that I feel like this the, the understanding that these movies were at least two years apart. Each movie frames your expectations for what's to follow, right? right. And so after one movie, you're like, okay, a lot of stuff can happen in two. Okay, two, we're narrowing down on the possibilities of what could actually happen at the end. And in my opinion, the stuff that happens in episode nine is outside the cone of possibility created by episode eight. It's somewhere else. So it's just incongruent. So the question for you, um, Hitch and you, T. Mitch, at what point in the movie when you first saw this live, did you start just like what the, you know, just just it started being just a left turn for you guys and everything? Um, I think when Leia yelled yelled at Poe and I was sitting in the theater it made the whole it flipped my entire like my entire mood 
because I was as I was trying for like Poe. I was like, wow, that worked. Way to go. The long shot thing the Rebels did work. They risked everything and pulled it off just like they did in a lot of cases in, in the trilogies, right? And then Leia comes in and, is, and she's like, that attack was idiotic and it blew up our whole fleet. Well, what the hell were they going to do with those slow bombers when they're getting chased down by the by the First Order anyway? They just would explode. They would have been worthless. She had, worthless. Seen, she had seen the same actions fail, though. I mean, she had already seen like the gung-ho swashbuckling you know her husband was directly influ directly influenced her behavior toward poe she directly saw han solo behavior in poe and was like she'd seen this fail time and again maybe we didn't see it in the trilogy right because han solo was was a loose cannon and he would just go do stuff because he felt like that's what needed to be done. And, and Luke's dead and they didn't yeah. blow up the shield on Endor and they didn't blow up the Death Star in the forest. Like, oh, I think you're just wrong because she should be in the opposite camp. She's the one sitting oh, in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon and then hearing yeah. C-3PO said, say, hey, the odds of doing this are real low. Shut up. Shut up. You know, Don't ever tell me the odds. Shut that thing up. She's the one that shuts him up. She turns him off. She hits the button. I mean, it sounds like essentially you're saying she should have had more faith in the yeah. force. Not just that. Well. She needs like there's no universe where you know at the end of this there's ten of them left. So you're saying that the set that at least making their lives mean something here so that you can get away. I mean that's exactly what these ships and what these crews are trained yeah. and exist to do. And listen, I'm not saying that their sacrifices in some way like you know minimalistic. That's a great scene. The way they portray all, they give us humanity for all these characters and they do such an excellent job, right? They make you believe that these are real people. They make you, they give, you feel a backstory to them. I think it's excellent. And so it works off fairly, right? By the skin of their teeth, they pull it off triumphant. And we go back to the cruiser and all of a sudden we're told those feelings you had, viewer, that were happy were wrong. And that to me, made me feel uneasy about the whole movie because it seemed like it didn't understand the situation it put itself in. And I understand now why. And it's because if we're talking about where the start of the story is, it's where that lightsaber explodes on the ship. And they had to do all this stuff to get us there. I, 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 I hear what you're saying. And I think that's that's sort of like a, a little, I want to say not lazy, but um, they just, it was lazy for them to try to create that conflict between them two if if that was the case you know just if they if if they if ryan's whole point was just create conflict between um luke i'm sorry luke um from poe and leia and everything it was it was lazy writing because that's tropey i it's tropey to a point where okay you just see this all the time and everything you know the hot gun shot the shotgun you know um um you know gung-ho you know um um playboy and everything all of a sudden you know he gets he gets taken down by his general and they okay you did good. You did good that time. But look what you, you know, look, 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 all the stuff that you said, you know, um, um, didn't do or whatever this time and everything, you know, um, to take them down. I understand what, what you're saying. And I, I think that they that was just a, a way to, for them to create conflict. Yeah. Just for the sake of creating conflict. Leia in the middle trilogy wasn't a leader. She was. Yeah. But she keep was, in mind. She was yeah. she was getting there. But now now in this film. She's 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 Mon Mothma. I mean, yeah, she like, is in charge, so she's got a lot more responsibility. She has to think yeah. about things in a different way. She, I mean, okay. but, but Hitch's point, she been yeah. stuff before. Yeah, Hitch yeah. has the ultimate point. I mean, keep in mind as we first see her, and we find out before we see her. So, what what about the people that got hacked in half by Raider to save her? Those are sacrifices that had to be made. So, mm -hmm. as Hitch says, the payoff at this point. All these soldiers have killed themselves to keep you alive. How about the people who've, you know, died to keep you alive and keep you hidden from your father? Like, so at that point, as Hit says, it, the payoff doesn't make sense because all these people have made these sacrifices to keep you alive. And all of a sudden now you don't, you know what I mean? You're not willing to make that same payoff. But the at the galaxy. same time, like to DP's point, if that conversation is her telling Poe, like, don't be so exuberant. These things have a price. Look at all, look at what that costs, right? That would make sense. That's right. not what she says. She says that's reckless. You're demoted. That that's the opposite yeah. of what. That doesn't mean it's not the same sentiment, right? Trophy, right. trophy, trophy. Yeah. You're, but I feel I feel like you hit the nail on the head. Show. 
I feel like you, you hit the nail on the head and this, and I, and I feel like in many ways, this illustrates the difference between us and why it's so great to be here on the show is that I spend all this time grinding my gears about like, why, what would make sense and why doesn't this make sense? And you go, Oh, this, it's the story reason they need a conflict. And it's just right. like, correct. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's definitely like, he's the, uh, the scale. If you want the pendulum, he's a, he's, he's the voice of reason. So you are the, you're the middle of the scale. I'm not saying it's right, but that's yes. what they, that's the, it's, it gets sort of like tricky when you try to like, you get all these hands in a pot and everything and you got to choose directions to go. And when you choose the direction, you got to commit to that direction. And sometimes it's not all the way, you know, where, where you may want to go, mm. but they nevertheless chose that direction. And this is the path that we're on, you know, um, unfortunately. <laughs> I feel like there's a version of there's. I feel like there are, this movie could have worked. I feel like this movie could have worked and it could have worked exactly like this, but I think that their commitment to this was not strong enough to make it happen. It's like trying to change from a, a four, three defense to a three, four defense and not, not going all in and getting a bunch of tweener linebackers. You know what I mean? Seven tweener linebackers and, and no, nobody that actually does the job that you need them to do. What was the direction that, that you like, you know, um, With it, my breaking, I had two. So the initial was like the whole Luke Skywalker, Ray training, the whole, like the drinking, the red, the milk, the whole, like selling Disney galaxy's edge. This is the, you know, the, this is the, the, whatever that was the uh, green milk, him drinking the breast milk, whatever that thing oh, was yeah, like, that was like, so at that point and the movie, because I think it's like an hour and a half, and I'm oh, kind of did like, you did you walk out at that point? That no, scene? but I, no, but like, I, I I said something very loud did. in the theater. <laughs> I, I, I said something loud in the theater that was like, "What's that?" You know, because it's five years of development and filming, and three and a half hours of actual Star Wars movie time where Luke has not really shown up. Right, so he drinks some milk or whatever. So that's a payoff for Galaxy's Edge for you to buy this stuff that's nasty as hell. I'll say, um, at Galaxy's <laughs> Edge. Um, and then the second part was like, so the whole Leia Force sensitive, her powers thing. I was like, oh, so we're going here now, and that's where like this whole like, and we'll get into Episode Nine. I mean, and she's now a Jedi Master that can train, but yeah, like the whole her using the Force. But then people couldn't censor, so it, it really throws this whole – the whole her having the Force abilities really just blew this open for me because I'm like – so then the Emperor, as we know, it, he, we're thinking he's dead or whatever, but then the Emperor would have found her. Like, too many moving parts. This accelerated with too many things. I believe um, – I, I think her having Force powers is believable. I think her even using the Force powers is believable. But well, she would have them, but like the but fact that she use them would trigger something. The real the issue is that we what we needed at the end of this movie, who we needed to be here was, was Luke's. Correct. Again, the yeah. Luke job. We talked about the yeah. Han job. Now the Luke job. Yeah. The Luke job is to train the Jedi, right, and be and reluctantly do it, and do it mostly because there's nobody else to do it, and be pulled out of retirement. So that that's a that's a possible, you know, right. like possible satisfying conclusion here another satisfying conclusion is leia being the only person that can do it and having some of these nascent abilities and having to read the material right yeah and learning why, why hey why wouldn't she use her powers if she was there by the way right i mean at least I'm she's using her powers of predetermination let jedi have so they can see the next move to that's what i'm know, saying like, get him out of if this you, if you did that then you know that's that's my thing. Like the whole Jet Leia having powers opens up a whole new can of worms. I would have liked to see her wield a lightsaber. I mean, I think that would have been if you're that would have been cool. And I do, I get it. I get you know, you know what what you guys are saying about that she should have been more like rebel leader and gung ho. But she has a lot more responsibility here. But that's not what she's saying to him. She's not saying there was a cost and the cost was too high. She's saying you were reckless. You shouldn't have done this thing. And the exchange wasn't worth it, which maybe, maybe she was, maybe she was harsh. Maybe she was, maybe she was a little bit over the top with it, but you got to admit when she, when she woke up and, and stunned him with the blaster, that was, that was a great scene. I mean, that was like, she like put a stop to everything it, it was a little bit of pandering going on. And, and, and like, he's not allowed to know this plan. Why? Because, I mean, if they explain because, that, because maybe if they explain that anytime Kylo Ren gets up in your dome, he stays there. And that causes him to just be able to see what you're doing sometimes. Kind of like 
Harry Potter five. What about the, what about this whole cold breaker plot? That was sort of just hilarious. Yeah, that was way that that was, for me that was the only thing that was a little bit weird. Oh, like, yeah. what the heck is all that? What a microcosm for that movie, right? You get told there's a, there's this shiny bright Star Wars movie that's coming out, and you get real excited for it, and you go and you can see it, and it's right there. But what happens is you get sidetracked, and you end up with this you know grimy you know slippery dirty yeah. That turns out to be, by the way, to be able to do all the stuff of the initial guy. So I remember the first time I saw this movie, I wasn't sure if I was supposed to understand that this was the actual right person the whole time, right? But on the rewatch, that doesn't make any sense at all. And there's no, no way that's the case. He should not have been able to complete this task, though. Or Maz Katana shouldn't have sold it as being so impossible. Or she should have been in this movie instead of just on a hollow. Yeah, it was a little bit weird. It was a little bit weird. They were asking us to swallow a lot and accept a lot of new, new, you know, new story that really wasn't really there to begin with. So that's why they bounced all those checks, man. That's why. And, and let's be clear, not financially. Financially, they did fun. Right. Uh, <laughs> this is plot wise. And look, we nitpick. I mean, I would still watch. I still watch this movie, and I thought, yeah, like, it's cool. It's a, Star Wars movie. We'll a lot of fun scenes, and I feel like, you know, I think that what's interesting, and, I, and we talked about this in our in our group chat, is that there's been a weird like cultural, like uh, appropriation, or like a like a I, like it's sort of a weird insidious undercurrent of dislike of this film, and I and I I feel like it's important when you find yourself having similar ideas as people that have uh you know uh r bad ideologies that you it's important that you have introspection to determine why you don't like something or why you like something right and i right. think that this what what it's interesting about this podcast is those things that you hear complained about namely that the women shouldn't be as powerful or interesting as they are which doesn't make any sense to me ever uh and that like ray is op for some reason even though She's just she's she's in the neo here, right? Like we all get that. There's a neo in every one of these movies. Yeah. I, I feel like those those complaints are specious, and it's weird to me that you would that anybody would focus on these things when there are so many like things that bug me that have no you know no. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, the, the awesome female heroine is that connotations that, or anything yeah. like that. You know, it's, you could have hated this movie just with the movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, it's much more stuff to, to dislike or even like about this movie. Dislike, you know, if, if you want to talk about the hate, but to 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 break it down is if we were if we're talking about like diversity, you know, uh, other elements in this movie and everything, to, to hate it because of that, that's stupid. You know, it's it's a movie, times have changed, you know, um um ideas and ide ideologies have changed and everything, especially coming towards that. I did like the way that you know this trilogy you know, um, brought a lot more diversity and everything to, to like the, the Star Wars universe and stuff. Um, some things I still have questions about, but I mean, that may be another podcast and everything, but, um, for the most part, um, they, 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 they made their mistake to me on not committing to direction or whoever made the decision to make three separate, um, 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 directors and written by the three separate, um, um, people, Instead of actually just even having just one writer just do the whole trilogy and everything just didn't make any else of sense and stuff, you know. Um, and from what the stuff that you set up in the first awakens and not have it really paid off in this movie, um, it, it's 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 sort of a letdown in a, you know to a degree. To have this movie stand on its own, to me, like I said, is solid. But if you're gonna start something in the first thing, commit to it, keep it moving, and then if you're if if or if your plan was to have this just be the end, let it be the end. Right. I agree, guys. But uh, yeah, man, it's been a pretty con contentious episode, I'd say the least. I mean, you know, this next one, it, it, it'll be fun. I think I, I've taken a different path. Isn't it three hours nine. long? Oh my god. Yeah, I've I've taken another take on episode nine, so I'll probably. I'm excited to see guy. this. I don't think I've seen this since I since oh, since maybe. I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it on there, and I think it's on every other day on TNT or TBS. What did they do? Oh, on before we go, can I say that the print looked great? The 4K looked great. I mean, it really looked good on oh, the yeah. TV. I mean, it, it really, does. really just 
awesome sumptuous visuals we talked about how the way they use the color red in this movie is actually really oh, awesome yeah. Yeah. and i say it like if you you know this is one of those i said i may have said this about like episode uh maybe episode three or episode one where i feel like if you muted this movie and put different subtitles up and put you know scrambled the language or something like you could you could turn this into something more than it is and that and that's you know that's something <laughs> definitely man but yeah, guys, it looks like we finished up the uh, the final part of the sequel trilogy uh, here next week. Uh, and until then, guys, this is the way. This is the way. This is the way.